can just quick show of hands, raise your hand if you um, are on or use social media. It can be any of them, so TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, my Facebook people, you know, MySpace, anything like that. Uh, be real, yeah, 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 we got that and stuff. Okay, so real quick, raise your hand again, raise your hand. You're on, use social media. Okay, that's most of us. Um, what kind of stuff's on your For You page? If you maybe are living under a rock, you know, that's the, they got the algorithm down to where whatever you're watching, they'll show you more of whatever you're watching. And so it's the biggest snitch out there. So we'll, we'll find out real quick what kind of stuff you watch. But your For You page is always one of those things that I'm just curious. And we were going to talk about this first, but I wanted to just before we start talking about it, be like, hey, what's on mine? So yesterday, whenever I was writing this message, um, I just hopped on Instagram and I was like, hey, let's just write down the first 20 things on my, uh, just on, like through the reels and stuff. And so I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm snitching on myself. So here are the first 20 things that showed up on my For You page. First thing was a funny baby video. Just had a baby, three months old. And so of course there's a lot of baby stuff on there. Um, coffee video, duh. Uh, food video, I think this was, uh, they were doing homemade pizzas. So I did a food video, like how to do homemade food stuff. Um, this one, I don't know if anyone gets these videos. It's like, hey, for every follower I get, I'm going to walk an inch. And then, you know, you go on their page and they have like 600,000 followers. And it's like, you ain't walking no 40 miles. You know, like, what are you doing? But I, I get a lot of those videos right now. Um, another one, like these indie bands are like, hey, if this showed up on your page, it means you're totally going to like our music. So I actually did follow them because I was like, I actually kind of do like it. That was number five. Again, I'm just scrolling. They, again, they got me down. Shoveling snow. I don't even remember looking up snow. But I was getting snow videos, and I was like, oh, yeah, that actually is really helpful. More food. Another for every follower I get, I'll do this. I got a church leader interview thing. Got a thing of, like, husband and wife living at home, like, like funny stuff like that. Um, this is one of my favorite things going on right now. It's, like, Gen Z in the workplace and how, like, that's just, there's, there's a couple of them. But, like, that one, yeah, that was funny. Um, Stand-up comedy. Uh, number 13, I don't know if you've heard this. I actually had to look it up just to make sure I got the title right. It's, like, these hustle bro videos. These are the ones that, like, either have, like, these uh, wannabe millionaire people, like, you know, they got the AirPods in, they're the ones being like, it's you against you, bro. It's like the only person stopping you is your mindset. What's your vision statement for your life? Why aren't you, you know, a millionaire by your 18? You know, like hustle bros, that's, that's what it is. Um, then I got a home improvement video thing. I've been redoing the basement and stuff, so there's that. Um, reusable food bags, these are like Ziplocs, but you can use them again. Um, Another church leader podcast, another funny baby video. This one was a kid snowboarding with their dad. That was sweet. Traveling with a kid, life hack. And then another Gen Z in the workplace, you know, corporate thing. So, two things. One, ha-ha, no inappropriate stuff. That's right. That's a win. You want to, hey, you want to you snitch on yourself in small group. You can talk about what's on your For You page. But the second thing, though, was I wanted to go back to uh, number 13, if you remember it. It's the, these Hustle Bro videos. Does anyone have any idea what I'm talking about? Okay. Some people do, you know, things like that. Okay. I actually have a couple friends that make these videos. Um, they're the ones that, like, you know, they, they come up with quotes and then quote themselves in these videos. I kid you not, one guy, I'm not going to mention his name because that's not nice, but one guy, he, he made this quote that's I'm like, you got to make the work work itself in order for you to work the work. Read that again. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> and literally on his story last night was he had his like MacBook and he had the book being like millionaire mindset. And, and he's just like, that's right, building habits, let's go. Like, and here's, it was so funny, like, I, I, I think they're hilarious. 
because that's just not the, you know, those, those, that's just not really the videos and stuff that I watch. I think they're just more funny. But whether you know about those people or those videos or not, everyone still knows that, like, in our culture, whether you have a friend, you have a parent, you have something like this, we always have people that are kind of like, hey, rise and grind. You have stuff to do. Like, like we got to be busy. Like, what are you doing with your life? You know, it's from, from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. You got to make sure you're running three marathons and you're doing all of your work. You got to put in at least 14 hours. Maybe you can sleep for 30 minutes. Like, let's go. We got things to do. And it may not be just stuff on Instagram or, or TikTok or whatever it is, but you probably have parents that are possibly like, hey, you got to get these grades and you got to do this sport and you got to play this instrument. And hey, you got to make sure you're, you know, calling your grandma once a week or something like that so you can check in. And hey, you maybe, you know, for some of the older people, you got to get a job. You got to apply for this school. You got to go through this program. You got to do this. You got to do this. And especially maybe if you're in a sport, you have this extra pressure of, oh, you can't just do one sport. No, 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 no. You got to do, you know, football in the fall. You got to do basketball in the winter. You got to do baseball in the spring, maybe track too. And then you got to join all of these, you know, summer clubs and stuff because if you're going to be the best, you got to, you got to work for it. We, got, we have to be busy. This was, I was even making a joke about it to our volunteers earlier. And I was like, guys, like, we love celebrating busyness. You know, if you were to ask any, you know, I, I even whenever I ask some of you guys, like, hey, how are you doing? And, you know, you answer just, man, man dude, I'm busy. I'm busy. If you, especially if you were to talk to one of the volunteers, like, you just feel like that's the default answer. And in a way, it's like, oh, yeah, I get it, bro. I get it. I'm busy. Like, we, we use busyness as like, hey, this is a good thing, right? We celebrate this hustle kind of culture. We celebrate you always got to be doing something. And here's what happens, though. The, the result of being busy all the time is this is like, you don't even have to do research, but like when you're doing stuff all the time, you're not sleeping a whole lot. Because then at the end of the day, after you do your homework, after you do your sports, after you do everything and stuff like that, well, then maybe you want to read a book or maybe you want to play some video games. So then you're staying up later than you're supposed to, so you're sleeping less, and because you have so many things to do, your sleep isn't even that good, because your mind's racing on all the things you got going on the next day, and then you wake up, and you got to get up, and you got to go to school, maybe if you're doing, like, some kind of uh, sport, then you have, like, those practices or conditioning things in the morning, and you just, we're busy, so we're losing sleep, our sleep isn't even that great, but you even know this, too, like, when there's all this pressure of being busy, and being the best, and doing all these things, you you get this spike in anxiety, you feel this pressure to perform, you feel like you're going to let your parents down or your friends down or your coach down or your teachers down or your teammates down if you don't hustle, you don't get all the things that you need to do. You get this anxiety of like, man, what if I don't make the team? What if, what if I don't get into that program at that school? What if I don't do this? And this is the last thing, like, man, when we're busy all the time, like our relationships suffer. Because, and, and this was, I was talking to another set of volunteers um, this afternoon, of being like, man, like, when we're so busy, we are never present. Because whenever you're hanging out, you either have your phone out, you're, you're texting somebody else in the midst of your conversation in front of the person, because you're always thinking about the next thing, and who's not in front of me, so we're not present. And if you're a follower of Jesus, then when we're busy all the time, then our relationship with Jesus suffers. Because when do we have time to do anything like, you know, reading? praying, doing anything like that. When we're busy, we get stress and anxiety and, 
relationship suffering. So the question is, so then what do we do? We're in a series called 2024 where uh, the whole heart of this series is we want to equip you and your friends with what do you need to know in order to grow and be successful this year. And so last week what we did was we talked about gratitude and praise. And this week what we're going to do is we're going to talk about rest and distractions. Rest and distractions. And this is actually a two-part message. Um, We're going to do the first half kind of tonight. And the second half we're going to actually do as the first session on Friday for 24. There's actually still open spots. And so if you'd like to pop in on the, that retreat and stuff tonight, let one of your small group leaders know. We'll get you all signed up. I'd love to do it. Um, but where tonight, my goal is to try to convince you from God's word about, uh, we're, honestly, that there is nothing greater than spending time with Jesus. That's kind of my goal. And we're, and we're going to kind of walk through three different things. We're going to talk about, we're going to look at different distractions that we see. We're going to talk about the danger of those distractions. And we're going to ultimately look at how the cure to busyness is actually devotion to Jesus. So, uh, while that's going to be tonight, like, why is this important? We're going to do is on Friday, we're really going to talk more about how. How do we actually do this? But this is the whole big idea. It's the message kind of summarized. This is all you can remember. Just memorize this. The big idea is this. Resting with Jesus is the better choice. In the midst of everything you got going on, if you're a note taker, You can write that down. This is the main idea of this message, is that resting with Jesus is the better choice. Now, here's where we're going to have fun. Um, If you have a phone or a watch, like Apple Watch, you have something that you can text people with, you can call people with, I want you to just hold it up. If you have multiple things, hold it all up. Let me see. Wave in the air. Let's see if it's on straight. Now, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. I want you to do something. Well, my baby. I want you to do whatever it takes to get to the part where you get to this screen. And for the next 15 minutes, I want you to turn this all off. But I use my Bible, my phone as my Bible. I take my notes on my phone. It's okay. You can listen to the podcast later. It's okay. If you, if you really want to, it's okay. What if my friend's coming and they need to know where to park because the back lot's kind of sketchy? And what if they don't know where to park? Text them real quick and turn it off. Because here's what I know. If we're going to talk about distractions, personally, this one's my number one. And especially if you're doing like, I I do this all the time on Sunday because it's helpful to have the notes on your phone and stuff. But what happens when a notification pops up? Check that real quick. Let me just slide over. Let me go just to see what it's all about. Oh, someone texted me, or I want to go text that person across the room, whatever it is. Like, for the next 15 minutes, put this off. And so what we're going to do, if you have a copy of God's Word, and I hope you do, we're going to go to the book of Luke chapter 10. We're going to see how resting with Jesus is the better choice. If you don't have a Bible, that's totally fine. We will have Scripture up on the screen um, and hopefully there's a Bible or some around you. If, you. if you need help finding where Luke is, you can ask someone around you. But Luke's going to be in the New Testament. It's after Matthew, Mark. Um, and so this is right in the middle of the story of Jesus and what he was doing. He was going from town to town, preaching and teaching and doing miracles. And he's doing all these cool things. But we're going to be in Luke chapter 10, and we're going to start in verse 38. Okay? And in Luke 10, verse 38, this is what it says. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. 
He came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. So in this story, we see two sisters, okay? We see two sisters. The oldest is the stereotypical firstborn. She's the rule follower. She's the go-getter. She is busy. She is getting stuff done. And then you have Mary, who's the classic, you know, middle child. And she's a, like, color outside the lines kind of, kind of person, okay? You know, I'm a middle child, so I can say that. But here's what happens. Martha is, is working. She's trying her best to be an excellent host. So she's probably making food, setting the table, wiping off tables, sweeping the floor, like, like all of these things, while her sister is sitting and hanging out with Jesus. But the first thing that we see, what is Martha doing? Point number one, if you're taking notes, is there's distractions. Martha, in this story, is distracted. And I'm going to start with this question that you guys can talk about in uh, your small groups. But what are the distractions in your life? If you have a goal of where you're trying to go, what are those distractions in your life? But especially if you're following Jesus, what are the distractions in your life that are keeping you away from spending time with Jesus? Again, mine's my phone all the time. It's, it's you know, fun working for a church because there's always something you can do, right? If you have tons of friends, there's always someone you can text or someone who's texting you. Right? What are the distractions in your life? But notice this. The Bible is so specific in saying that all the things that she was distracted by, like what she was doing, wasn't wrong. Okay? Martha wasn't hiding in the kitchen, you know, doing drugs. Right? She's not murdering people quietly in the pantry. Or she's not looking at inappropriate images on the tablet thing that she might, you know, like, she's not doing anything wrong. She's doing good things. But she didn't pick the best thing. She was distracted by good things. She was trying literally to be an awesome host. And what's crazy is that the Bible doesn't really even say why. Like it doesn't give the motive. Like why, why was she trying to do this? But we can kind of assume something based off what was happening to Jesus, right? So she was busy. But this is what I believe what was happening? Like, why was she trying to be this excellent host and try to get all this work in? What was she busy with? Because I think that she was busy doing the same thing that all of us are busy with. And I, I'll, I'll take it back. Maybe not all of us. I think a lot of us are busy with this. I think she was trying to manage what other people thought about her. You know, I don't think she wanted to be seen as lazy, so she worked hard, Right? You know, she invited Jesus into her home. So she, she definitely didn't want to come across as not committed. You know, so she's like, hey, Jesus, come over to my house and let me even make you this meal. You know, let me do all this good stuff for you. I want to prove that I'm, a, I'm really bought into this thing. So let me do a whole bunch of stuff. And this is coming from a person where, like, I personally struggle with this so bad. I struggle constantly with, pe with people pleasing and, and trying to manage this certain appearance of what do you think about me but I think like maybe you've experienced this but there is no one busier than a person who's trying to manage the perception of others let me say that again like there is really no one busier than someone who's trying to manage what other people think about them so you're going to do all of this work and and, and Wear all of these clothes and buy all of these things so that people think you're a certain way. And you're just busy and you're exhausting yourself trying to manage 
what other people think about you. Here's my question. What are you busy with? And are you so busy with doing good things? Like studying hard and, and, and playing in sports and, and doing, like, working and, and applying for scholarships. Like, those are good things. Again, Ma Martha wasn't distracted by bad things. Like, we should be good students and we should work hard. We should, you know, take the trash out. We, but my question is, are those good things distracting me from spending time with Jesus? Here's another question. Like, how do you spend time with Jesus? Genuinely, like, like, do you have a plan or do you just kind of hope it happens sometimes? Do you think, okay, well, I might, you know, maybe on the car ride home, I'll get my five minutes in and I can maybe pray for a little bit or, hey, maybe like, you know, hopefully I get the notification of the verse of the day, maybe, you know. Do you have a plan or do you just kind of hope it happens? But there's a second thing that we see. It's not just distractions are kind of this you know, bad thing that gets in the way of us following Jesus and, and spending time with Jesus. But there are also real dangers to these distractions. Point number two, dangers. And we see in verse four the dangers of distractions because notice what happens. Martha's busy with doing good stuff. But in verse 40, she tells Jesus, hey, Lord, don't you even care? Don't you even care that my sister has left me to work by myself? Hey, tell her to help me. This isn't an exhaustive list, but what we see is that right from God's word, there are real dangers from being distracted by good things and getting distracted from spending time and resting with Jesus. The first thing that we see as a danger is you start comparing yourself to other people for, for better or worse, right? It's so easy to, to, to be really down on yourself and you see all these hustle bros, you see all these people who are getting work done and being busy all the time and, and just and start to be like, man, I suck. I'm lazy. I, I'm not doing anything they're doing. Or on the opposite, you compare yourself to other people and be like, they're the worst. They're, dude, they're literally, all they do is play video games. They don't do anything. Like they're just a potato. Like they're just, do, they're just sitting there. Or Maybe you get frustrated in your comparison with other people. Especially, dude, if, you, if you've been following Jesus and you're serving, you're kicking butt, you're doing all these things, it's so easy to compare yourself to other people and be like, what are they doing? They need to get in the game. We got stuff to do. You know, we got people, we got to tell people about Jesus. Why aren't, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? It's easy to get frustrated when you're so busy. The second thing we see with Martha then goes straight to questioning whether or not God loves her. She, she asks, like, hey, God, do you even care? And what happens is where this comes from, where, where we see this in our life, is I think we're so busy with trying to do all of these things, right? We're trying to be like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all of these. I'm going to take all these advanced classes. I'm going to do, um, like, you know, AP or, you know, I'm going to, like, you know, do all the clubs. And I'm going to join all the sports. And i got to be in varsity and everything. I'm going to ask that girl out. I'm going to ask that guy out. I'm going to do all these things. And then... When something doesn't work out, you don't make first chair or you don't do anything like that. You just be like, God, how could you let that happen? God, like, how, why, why would you let that person break my heart? And God's like, bro, you're the one that was, because of your busyness, you're hurt and upset. And so what we do is oftentimes a danger of being distracted, a danger of being busy all the time is we then just ask God, like, God, do you even care? 
How could you let this happen? And then what that can turn into, the third danger, is you then start bossing God around. You know, you're, you're busy with being an awesome student. You're studying, you're writing your papers. And again, these are good things. I'm not saying, you're not hearing from Colin, don't do your homework. Do your homework. But what happens is when we're so consumed by all these things, we study so hard, and then we say, God, I've been studying, you better give me an A. You better let my brain retain all this information. God, I've been reading my Bible, I better make the team. God, I prayed to you like twice this week. I better, like that girl better say yes to me asking her out. You know, we, we just start expecting all of these things from God. Now, because, of course, we're not dumb. We're not going to tell God, like, you better do this. But we, we feel that. We have these expectations of being like, well, if I'm going to do this, then God, you just, you hold up your end of the deal. And here's what happens. When we start expecting things from God, we start telling God what to do, we start bossing God around, what that is a symptom of is you thinking you're, you're the man. You're the woman. You're, you're the king or you're the god of your life and you can just boss you. The world's all about you. And we have a word for that in English and it's called narcissism. The most annoying people in your life are the biggest narcissists. But here's what's also crazy about this. If you don't know what narcissism is, you can Google it later, you know. Don't Google it now. I'm snitching, you know. The phone should be off. But here's what happens. Narcissists, they think the world is all about them. You can do all these studies. You can do the research. The people who have the most anxiety, people who have the most stress, are people who think it's all about them. There are real dangers to being so busy and distracted from spending time and resting with Jesus. So what's the cure? What, what do we do? What do we do instead? And I've, and I've kind of talked about it a little bit this whole time, but, and it might sound like a churchy answer, but the cure for distraction Point number three, devotion. The cure for distraction is devotion. We see this in, in verse 41. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. Now, this is huge because right now it's super easy to start getting really down on yourself and start being like, oh, man, I'm trash. Oh, oh what wretched person I am. You know, like, but it, this is a helpful thing whenever you read scripture. If you ever see, like, two, like the name back to back, that is not like Jesus being like, Martha, Martha, and he's screaming like he's an angry person, being like, you idiot. No, like Jesus isn't calling Martha an idiot. It's when you see like Martha, Martha, when you see two names back to back, it's kind of like he's like leaning over and whispering. He's kind of like, hey, hey, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and that will not be taken away from her. Friends, it is so easy to be busy because we celebrate it too. We celebrate productive and efficient, like entrepreneurs and people who are just grinding, they're doing all of the things. Your teammates will celebrate all the times you go to the gym, you know? Well, your, your parents will celebrate the amount of hours you put into your homework so you can get those grades. You know, like, we will celebrate as a culture people who are busy from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. And, and you know, you're, all, all these things. And, and again, don't hear me. I'm not saying those are bad things. 
but they're not the best thing. Like we can't be people who are busy all the time without being devoted to Jesus and spending time with Jesus. And this is where, in the most loving way possible, like friends, like resting with Jesus is the better choice. It's the better choice because Jesus himself says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And this is where the, the kindest thing that I could tell you is that the God and creator of the universe, he wants personal, one-on-one, alone time with you. Now, in that personal one-on-one time, like, well, again, we're going to talk a little bit more about the how and what does this actually look like on Friday, but for now, like, like you, you, this can just, as a broad sense, include and should include, like, reading the word and praying and maybe listening and singing worship music, and, like, there's, there's all these things that we kind of associate with, like, what the, the, you know, the Christian thing to do is, but friends, those aren't chores to do. Those are opportunities to rest with Jesus. And there is a peace that only comes from doing those things. Like, you play in video games that might, like, distract you from all the problems that we have going on in our world, but it's not going to give you rest that can come from Jesus. Like, reading a good book might, again, entertain you, but it's not going to give you the peace that only comes from Jesus. And friends, life is hard. Dude, I, I get why there's all the things of entertainment. There's a reason why, you know, phones are great because you can just scroll with, on whatever and then distract you. You can be numb to all the, all the sorrows of the world, right? Like, life is hard. I get it. But it is darn near impossible to do life without Jesus. Like, imagine, like, you know, so if you're in this room right now and you know Jesus, you already know life is hard. And if you don't know Jesus, you also know life is hard. But friends, if you know Jesus, imagine your friends at your school or at your family members at Thanksgiving or whatever it is, imagine those people that don't know Jesus. How hard can you imagine life is for them? Because if you know life's hard and you have Jesus, it's hard without him. And that is why we've said from day one that like this whole series is not just for you, it is for your friends as well. Because this gift, this, this awesome good news of Jesus isn't just for you. For your friends. God wants you to rest. Spend time with him. I've been pretty honest about, you know, my story a little bit. And, and when I went into the eighth grade year, um, I, my, my parents moved churches and stuff. So I lost all my church friends. Um, I went, I changed schools, went to totally different district. I went from private school to public school. So I lost all my school friends. And my parents got divorced, all inside the same year. All going into the eighth grade. I mean, eighth grade is hard, don't get me wrong. And you add all of those things and stuff as well, and it's like, that's a pretty sucky year. And not every single one of you has different things going on, right? Some of your parents are going through divorce. Some of your friends want to lie and talk bad about you. Some of your friends, you know, they really could care less. Some of y'all feel like you're the third wheel to everything. You don't really feel like you fit in. Guys, like, life is so hard. 
small group leaders get it. But God is offering and inviting you to have a peace all starts with Jesus. It all starts with a personal relationship with Jesus. And this is how we're going to close, because I need you to notice the posture of Mary. What is Mary doing in the midst of all the busyness of the world? She is at the feet of Jesus. He's sitting on his chair, and she's sitting right by him. And she's admitting this desperate need for Jesus, and she is literally humbling herself, even physically to the point where she's sitting at his feet like he is a king and she is a servant. And this is where the start, like the start of a relationship with Jesus comes from. It is through recognizing and admitting the fact that you need Jesus. And don't, a lot of y'all, if you grew up in church, you're like, oh yeah, done, check. Needing Jesus is more than just like him forgiving your sins. Like needing Jesus is like, I need him to get out of bed in the morning. Like there's no way I could be nice to my siblings or obedient to my parents or, or you know, take the dog out without wanting to kick it. You know, like I can't do all those things without Jesus. Like, that is where I'm asking, like, do you need Jesus? Not just for him to forgive you of your sin, but do you need him in every single aspect of your life? If you have maybe questions and you're like, what in the world does this mean? And, and God, like, you're taking this way too far. Like, 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 what is all these things? If you are curious about, like, how do I say yes to following Jesus? Like, in a time here in a couple minutes, we're going to have this small group time, and I just want to offer and invite you. Talk to your small group leader. What does it mean to say yes to following Jesus? And for the people who have said yes to following Jesus, are you distracted? Are you trying to control everything? Are you stressing yourself out by just trying to manage what people think about you? So you're going to busy yourself and tire and exhaust yourself by just doing all these things? Are you resting by spending time with Jesus? We want to close this. No matter what's on your plate, whatever you're trying to fill it with, people, school, work, video games, fill in the blank. Resting with Jesus is the better choice. Heavenly Father, God, I just want to thank you so much that you love us and you and you give grace to us even when we don't deserve it. I know I personally have, I've celebrated busyness. You know, I want people to not view me as lazy. I want to be viewed as a hard worker. So I'll just work myself all the time and fill my schedule with things. Also that I can try to impress people. And God, it's wasting time. And it's exhausting my senses. God, I just pray right now that if there's anyone in here that, that feels that, they feel like they're just exhausted from trying to impress people, I pray that you would just remind them that there's no way on earth we could impress you. Like, you're literally God. You made everything. Like there, all of our best stuff is, is worse than macaroni art, God. So I pray that that we, the, the followers of you, the, the people who claim to be Christians, God, I pray that we would just trust that you are enough and, and being with you and resting with you is enough. We don't exhaust ourselves trying to just be busy with doing all the things. And I pray that if there's anyone here that doesn't know you, that you would just open their eyes to the gift of peace and rest that can only come from you. 
pray that they would recognize their desperate need of you. We love you. Thank you so much for loving us.